Welcome to another week of college football extravaganza. We're bringing you all the picks, all the locks, all the spreads. Hopefully they'll be right this week. Uh. <laughs> because I sent, I sucked last week. I'm not even going to lie. But we got our man Joey Clark joining us live from somewhere in Ohio, undisclosed location. doing New, new, new Big Ten correspondent. New Big Ten correspondent in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and Davis, Davis joining us as always, our ESPN Pensacola correspondent. Uh, you're, you're SEC correspondent with me. We tackle the SEC together. Yeah, and, I, and I'm also the, the official shit on the ACC reporter. So there I take go. pride in it. There we go. Yeah, we have uh, a fair amount of games to go over and then a fair amount of games to give you our picks and predictions for this week. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. Um, SEC, a lot of uh, eating up, eating each other up, as we predicted earlier in the season. Um, my Gators fell, so I just want to get that out of the way. We'll go ahead and get it out of the way here. Uh, so uh, um, Texas A&M, uh, with what looked to be a full crowd <laughs> – <laughs> just full student section behind the Florida bench now gave Florida COVID. So we'll talk about that some more, but um, the Aggies packed out the crowd and they also uh, had the offense going. Kellen Mond was 25 for 35 for 338 yards and three touchdowns. Um, absolutely could not stop uh, Texas A&M uh, towards the end of the game when they started running the ball and that was a big key. It just looked like they were a little bit more physical. Texas A&M came to play that week. And then an Aaron fumble there gave Florida, gave a possession for Florida away and kind of, you know, gave Texas A&M that last possession. So I think it came down to that last possession. If Florida didn't fumble there, they were going to kick the field goal and win the game. If Texas A&M got it, they were going to win the game. And that's what happened there. The defense for Florida, uh, just got ripped apart by Kellen Mond. That's, that's ultimately cool. though. So the, the defense lost the game for Florida, but I'm not surprised because the defense was bound to lose us a ball game. I'm just surprised that it happened so soon. It happened in week three against Texas A&M, which by the way, Texas A&M does have a pretty decent offense. I mean, they were able to score points against Alabama which, I mean, Ole Miss went to town on Alabama's defense, but it still resulted in a loss. But that, that's another subject. Florida has a bad defense. It is not good. It is not pretty. And you just knew, especially as a Florida fan, you knew that it was going to eventually result in a loss because something's going to happen on offense. There's going to be a mistake. There's going to be just not a solid game as it should be. In Florida's case for the offense, it ended up being a, mis- a mistake, a fumble late in the game that led to uh, Texas A&M being able to take advantage of our weak-ass defense, and they won the game, and frankly, rightly so. They deserved that win. They really did. I mean, if you're going to take advantage of our weak defense, go right ahead. They deserve that win. I agree. Uh, 
I just want to say something something else. Uh, I was watching this YouTube t- channel. My guy Top Billin, uh, he does a lot of good breakdown of football plays and stuff. And uh, they showed a stat earlier in the game that showed Florida's offense offensive balance. And this year is fifty eight percent passing versus the running, and that translates in practice to physicality. That's the point he had. He had, uh, you know, he was saying that. Teams that run the ball in practice, their defense has to step up and be physical in practice. And that made a lot of sense to me because I remember, you know, running against the triple option, you got to be disciplined and you have to be physical because you got to take on blockers and stuff. And maybe that's translating on the defense. Uh, you know, they're having to guard against the pass and they're not as physical as they normally would be. Also, there's some guys that are missing and I'd like to see those guys get back and see what the defense actually is. We're young and missing some guys on defense. Yeah, I was going to say about your defense, you know, Dan Mullen, we all – most everyone knows what he said after the game about Texas A&M's crowd, you alluded to it. But, I mean, when you're on the road, the crowd affects your offense. You didn't lose this game because of the offense. You didn't lose this game because of the crowd noise. You lost this game because your defense is Swiss cheese, which is my new favorite reference. Um, but, yeah, I uh, should have locked up this over. I bet this over. It was super easy. Um Thank you. <laughs> the mayor of Switzerland is your defensive coordinator. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Jimbo Fisher, all Jimbo does is beat the Gators. That's all he does. Um, I don't even yeah, want to give this or- to Jimbo, though. Why are you going to give this to Jimbo? Like, I mean, you know, you're right. It is the defense because you guys, your defense made Kellen Mond look like a Heisman winner. And Kellen Mond, he is just not it, man. He's, he's not very good. And he looked like an All American. Well, he didn't make very many mistakes, and Kellen normally in a game, Texas A&M makes those mistakes. And granted, they did give Florida a fourth fourth quarter uh, fumble. We just happened to give him a fumble right back there in that last in that last possession. Yep. yep. So I want to move on from this. I I honestly uh, think that Florida is going to get better. Uh, we're looking at we're looking at, at a seven and three. Um, eight and two, nine and one kind of deal. If they best case scenario, nine, nine and one, if they bounce back and win every other game, I don't think that's happening with the way the defense so have, is getting run on right now. I'm hoping that they would take the Georgia game more serious than they took sex in them game. But, you know, and again, offense, I love our offense, but God damn, we finally have a good offense, but we got a shitty ass defense. That's where I stand. Yep. And, it kind of like I, I wanted to ask you this because as a Florida fan, even when we were losing the games, it was because of the offense. We've never since I, I think like 2000 and, you know, early 2000s, we haven't had a problem with defense. So would you rather have a powerful offense like this and no defense whatsoever or no offense and and just one of the best defenses consistent? Because. I, you know, I'm a defensive guy looking at this game. I'm like, man, I don't know. Cause I hate it when we couldn't score, but then I, it also frustrates me to no end when you cannot stop somebody. So I think I would rather have a good offense. Personally. I want us to be able to score points. I want us to be able to move the ball down the field with ease, but also I would like for our defense to be okay. Frankly, our defense is not okay. They're just not good right now. They're, they're they, they cannot stop the ball at all on third down. Third down is our biggest nemesis. And let's just say by some miracle, we do end up stopping the ball on third down and the team goes for it on fourth down. Uh, good luck. Like, it's not even happening. They, I think Texas A&M punted once. Texas A&M punted once in the entire ball game. Right. One time. Right. 
and and to be fair we did too i think but you know um in an effort to move on quickly i think uh we gotta wait to see if we get some guys back there yeah we we obviously is in the gate like i'm a gator fan i can't stop saying we so it's gonna happen but uh yeah i mean it was an entertaining game to watch though like like if you if you like fireworks this was a great game to watch you know offense looked great texas a&m's offense looked great and then you had you had a little controversy there and then with with the turnovers but yeah and i think uh i think to spin off because this is kind of big dan dan mullen's comments about packing the swamp um with ninety thousand people it's kind of it's kind of reverberating around college football right now um i think he made those comments i think he made those comments uh frustrated in a frustrated state after the game but if you look at the texas a&m crowd they put the student section right behind the gators and those are the dirtiest people you could ever put behind anybody, you know, some of them got COVID and they're not wearing masks and they're all yelling and stuff. So I can understand his frustration, but at the same time, that's up to your university. If your university wants to pack it out, go ahead and pack it out. But, uh, and, and at least we'll see what happens with COVID and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, our president is 74 year old, uh, couch potato drinks diet Coke and eats McDonald's all the time just got past COVID. So, so uh, (laughs) she's president has COVID too. So Bobby Bowden also has COVID. True. Hope Bobby makes it by the way. I took a picture with man, got his autograph. We don't need you killing any more coaches. No, no. Bobby is a, is a legend and he is still alive. Unlike coach Schneider. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let's X that tab out. Another upset in the SEC. Missouri beats LSU, and LSU is just riding that uh, train to the pit of despair. Yeah, if you want to get your tabs in order, we're going SEC first. We're going all SEC first. And, you know, I didn't see this one coming from a mile away. I thought Missouri was terrible. Um, obviously, LSU's defense is is non-existent um, right now. Maybe they're young. Uh, maybe they're missing some people, but – if you're LSU, how do you respond to a loss like this? Because, again, their I mean, offense looked good. Kind of similar to Florida's situation. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I think what you hit on it, we're talking about the Florida game, it's the lack of physicality in uh, practice. And it's not just a passing team to a running team. It's the fact that they missed all of spring practice. And then how much hitting were all these teams doing in the COVID protocols in practice? I know like for Florida State the first couple of weeks, they were doing segmented practice where they were, you know, they weren't doing offense on defense. They were with each of the segments away from each other. So I think that's part of the issue with all of these teams. They're really the only team I've watched that has a defense that looks good is Georgia. They're, they're yeah. the only team I've seen. So I, I think it's less, I mean, I do think a lot of it is about LSU lost a lot of players to the draft. LSU had opt-outs. So I think it's just a lack of personnel really on their team, but I don't know. I I don't think it's as much on individual teams as it is on the whole situation in college football and the pros too. There's scoring points there. I agree. Yeah. um, I'm with you there. So any thoughts on the LSU? Yeah. I mean, LSU losing to Missouri was a shock to me. I didn't think that was going to come, especially considering Missouri was starting a true freshman at quarterback. Uh, Clearly there's a defensive issue with, LSU that compares to Florida, which makes this week probably a little bit interesting. 
But I do think Florida is going to edge them out, especially from the offensive perspective. But no, LSU is struggling defensively, just like Florida is. And it's, it's, it's hard to see considering that they were so dominant last year. But then again, they lost almost everybody, almost mm-hmm. everybody. So uh, it's just tough to see, I think, for LSU. But I mean, good win for Missouri. Yeah, great win for Missouri. Congratulations, because I don't know how many wins Missouri's going to get, but I mean, you know, if they if they step up their play, maybe we'll reevaluate them as as the weeks go. Because last week we were definitely not on the Missouri train, and and you know, rightfully so. But if they keep winning, then they have, you know they give you something to look at. Also, it's gonna be a back- long time till I'm on the Missouri train. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Um, but. Looking back at LSU last year, early on in the season, they were giving up a lot of points on defense. And then they just ended up, the offense just ended up being able to outscore everybody. And it didn't really matter how, how many, uh, you know, how many defensive stops that, uh, the defense had. Um, they just managed to get a couple throughout the game and that, that would suffice for a win. Um, I think that might be how it ends up being towards the end of the season as they get more playing time under their belt, but we'll have to see that LSU Florida game is going to be a curious, curious cat come next week. All right. Um, Another high scoring fit in the sec, Alabama 63 Ole Miss 48. This was an exciting game up until the very end. Alabama ran away with it. It was, I think what 48, 48 with, with like, three minutes to go and then Alabama scored mm-hmm. and uh, kind of ran away. I loved watching this game. This was awesome. This was hands down my favorite game to watch just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It actually, so it was one of my friends, uh, 30th birthday. And so we are, he's a diehard Alabama fan. My girlfriend buys him like, like this chain. It's like a plastic chain to represent him being a, an old man. So we had an old miss fan also at the, at the party. <laughs> so every time, Ole Miss scored, he would have to pass the chain on him, kind of like a turnover chain. Every time Alabama scored, pass it back and forth. It was actually really fun to watch them just continuously pass them back and forth, back and forth. And and the tension mounds when that happened because, like, towards the end of the game, it's like, okay, if Lane Kiffin gets the ball back and he just happens to go for two and gets it and there's no time left on the clock, they could win. That was what, what was going yeah. through my mind. Um, and they tried to get an onside kick, didn't get it. Uh, apparently he wasn't even 10 yards. Looked like he was 10 yards to me, but yeah, I, I love watching this game. Ole Miss's offense is something to be, uh, reckoned with. Same with Alabama's offense. Both the defenses, like Joey says, Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm all aboard the fat Lane Kiffin train. I think once Lane Kiffin got fat, he just became a way better coach. I'm on board. I think, I think he might be it. And, um, this was an awesome game to watch. You guys are right. I had the second TV on during the FSU game watching this one. Um, but with Alabama, yeah, Mac Jones is off to a hot start. I'm, I'm still not a huge believer in him. I'm more a believer in Najee Harris. 206 yards, five touchdowns in this game. Insane. Um, but I, what I was getting at is Alabama's defense, all I heard last year, they, it, their defense wasn't very good last year. And it was, they're young. They're young. They're young. Well, they're a year older now, and they don't look that much better. So it's, it's like at some point, you know, what, what's the deal here? What's the issue? Is football going this way and Nick Saban's just adapting to the high-flying offense and sacrificing defense? Or how are they missing on some defensive crew? What, what, I don't know what it is. Like their defense has just not looked like what it has been years past. 
in a year and a half, not a year and a half now, but year and a quarter. Right. No, yeah, I, I agree. And um, we'll see the implications of that this upcoming week. Okay. So another controversial game in the SEC, uh, Arkansas versus Auburn. This game came down to the wire and uh, actually one of the worst calls I've seen in, and I don't know how long um, happened at the end of this game. So Bo Nix goes to uh, get the snap and spike the ball to, to, you know, to clock, clock the down. So they, they have time for a field goal and he fumbles the snap, picks up the ball and then backwards spikes it. Um, it. It's a fumble. That's a fumble. It's a fumble. And, that was bad. and the SEC sent out a press release saying, oh, he, you know, it's an illegal, illegally, you know, downed pass, I guess. So it's not really a pass, but he did it backwards. Normally you do it forward. And so just a terribly missed call. Auburn ends up kicking the game-winning field goal to go from 27-28 to 30-28, to and they win the game. So there's an asterisk on this. Felipe Franks and the fighting Felipe Franks Razorbacks uh, went in Auburn. They won this game. As far as I'm concerned, they won this game. Yeah, but they didn't. But they didn't. I mean, I understand. But I, I, I know and it sucks. It sucks actually because Arkansas really fought their asses off in this ball game. Which, so I, I, I really like Auburn and I like Bo Nix. Bo Nix has, I think, a long way to go. But as for Arkansas, I think they're coming a long way. And I think this Arkansas team could be what Tennessee was last year. Maybe start off rough, but then start to get a little streak going as the year goes on. I'm rooting for Felipe Franks. I really am, except for when he goes to Florida and plays them, because I think that Florida's going to win. But I think that Arkansas under Felipe could win more ball games and look good. I actually, I felt for him in the ball game. It was a bad call, obviously. And I think that this Arkansas team. They're gonna they're gonna be motivated moving forward. Yeah, I was uh I actually didn't watch this game, but it looks like I might be have been a, maybe a year too early or just wrong on the Bo Nix take that he could be one of the best players in the conference. He just doesn't look like he's taken that uh, at least enough of a step to get to that point uh, from last year. So we'll see what both these teams end up being. The jury's out on both of them at the moment. Um, but yeah, I. Don't know. I yeah, I'm ready to recant. If I said if I said he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, I I don't I think in this head-to-head matchup, Felipe Franks is obviously better. He's 22 for 30 for 318 yards and four touchdowns, and Bo Nix only 187 and one touchdown. So obviously head-to-head, they played played each other. Felipe Franks was a better matchup there, and I don't I don't know if I'd consider Felipe one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. No. He's certainly one of the most experienced guys. Um, but yeah, no, I feel it for him. Uh, refs, you blew it. Absolutely shit the bet on this one, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. You cost Arkansas a good win on the plains. Okay, um, Mississippi State continues to disappoint me, and uh, KJ Costello after that stellar first week against against LSU, um, only putting up two points against Kentucky so 
uh, who Ole Miss scored to no end against. I, you know, I don't think this is an elite Kentucky defense. I think KJ Costello threw far too many interceptions in this game, bad interceptions. He made bad decisions and uh, yeah, just, just put Kentucky in the position to win because they weren't rolling by any means either. Uh, up until the third quarter, it was a 14 nothing game. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take time. Mike Leach's offense, and it, it, we thought originally after that LSU game that he's just going to come in, take the SEC by storm, but it's obvious. Now, now we know what we know about uh, the defense on at LSU. Um, it, it's not going to be perfect. I didn't expect Mike Leach to come in and set it on fire. Um, you know, like, just give him time. He'll figure it out. You know, know, uh, I don't know. I I think that the Mike Leach offense, I I said from week zero that this offense might not work against a normal SEC defense. And then when they beat LSU, there was that initial thought of, okay, well, maybe it will work. But now we're starting to see that, well, LSU's defense actually is pretty bad. And they thrived against LSU's defense. Well, now they're playing other SEC offenses that – frankly, may not be that good, and they're struggling. So I think (laughs) I can't help but look back at LSU and think, damn, is LSU really more in trouble than we think, more than I'm worried about Mississippi State losing because I initially thought that Mississippi State was going to lose ballgames, at least in Mike Leake's first year because I really like him as a coach. I want him to succeed. I I think that um, when I saw that they lost it, this more pointed towards LSU probably having a worse defense. Believe it uh-huh. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I watched this game. You, the only way you watch this game is if you were a Kentucky fan oh. or a Mississippi State fan. And even then, you were probably watching Alabama or, or uh, you know, FSU Notre Dame. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And but, if you watch the SEC alternate network. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even have that, so I can't. So, so you know, here's the deal. I watched the highlights and – they didn't look good. And then I looked at the box score and then I looked at, you know, the stats and I said, okay, hmm. Uh, KJ Costello had 55 attempts to throw the ball. He threw the ball for 232 yards, but he threw four interceptions and an air raid offense. You cannot throw four interceptions. You got to get pulled. You know, I don't know who the backup is, uh, but I'd like to see it. Cause I want to see Mississippi state do well. I love Mike Leach. We are a Mike Leach podcast. We are pro Mike Leach. I cannot stress that enough, but you can't put up two points against Kentucky. That's what you can't do. Well, that's the thing. If he throws four interceptions, if one of those interceptions turns into a touchdown, it's a two possession game. And instead, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, but. And there was one, there was a pick six. Uh, it was, he, yeah. he was under pressure in his own end zone and he threw it right to the guy. But I'm talking about if one of those possessions, they threw a pick on, but yeah, you're even more to the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how? Yep. All right. We're going to move on from the sec. We're going to skip to the biggest game, the big 12 last week, the red river rivalry. Um, came down, it went into overtime and uh, I was wrong on this one. Uh, sucks. But I like Texas. I like Sam Ellinger. Um, Spencer Rattler came out, and he, he did really good. Uh, I don't know what else to say. He, he's the bright spot on the offense, in my opinion. And, and uh, you know, it was a high-scoring affair, like, like any Big 12 game. Um, well, not any Big 12 game, but like the recent Red River shootouts have been. And, yeah, yeah. it was just I was awesome. 
the over I shouldn't have picked Texas as my lock. Um, I mean, I mean, to, to honestly, not a bad bet. They went to overtime. They had a couple chances to win it. The, the over should have been my lock. And I, there's at one point where I was, I was locked in. I was either going to hit one or the other whenever Texas scored in overtime. It's like I could either win with Texas or win with the over. But anyway, mm-hmm. it was a fun game to watch. These games are always fun games to watch. Um, when you said uh, Spencer Rattler came out looking good, he did not. He came out looking pretty bad. He looked and, bad. No, no, no. He, I didn't yeah. say he came out looking good. I said he, he just looked he good in the game. He finished strong. I know what you meant. Yeah, he did finish strong. And I don't know. They, they said he, he got pulled because of an injury. But it kind of looked to me that he got pulled just because he was playing bad. And then he came back in. He let him down to victory. You know, I thought they were going to win in, uh, in, what do you call it, uh, regulation. But that was a really fun game to watch. We almost got to see the new overtime rules come into effect, too. It was awesome. what, are, what are the new overtime rules? I didn't I even I think it's after the it's either the fourth or the fifth overtime. Uh, it's just two point conversions. Uh, um, they did have to go to two point conversions, uh, considering it went to four. I want to go ahead and sit here and say I was the only one in this group that said Oklahoma was going to win this ball game. So, well, I mean, don't act like we yeah. didn't say it was going to be close. We did, you know, uh, I think this, this rivalry is always close. It's I think six close. out of ten times. Oklahoma it's, it's, like, it's, it's kind of like Army Navy. Army Navy could have a 10 and 0 Army against an 0 and 10 Navy, but that game is going to be close because they're a heated rivalry. They want to beat each other, and it, it means so much to one another. It's the Red River rivalry. Oklahoma's struggling early, but you know they're going to go out and come out strong. And Something inside me said, you know what, even though Sam Ellinger is the experienced quarterback and he's done this rivalry numerous times and he should win this ballgame, something told me Oklahoma was going to say, not so fast, my friends, Lee Corso, look what I did there. Sam Ellinger scored a total of six touchdowns, but still fell short because ultimately, and I I know I've said this a lot, the Big Big 12 – I will only take the over when it comes to betting on the Big 12, but I will never do anything else. I won't bet the spread. I won't bet the under. I will only bet the over when it comes to the Big 12 because it is so unreliable. The only thing that's reliable when it comes to the Big 12 is that there is no defense. So the odds of you hitting the over are pretty significant. Yes, sir. We're all about Big 12 overs here. It was 75 points, which was awesome. I love a good 75 point over. But the thing is, like, I love this game because you can't take anything away from this game ever. Because you, it's just you, it's it's the biggest rivalry. It's the easiest one to say. You throw everything, the records, everything out the window. It's really the only one that you can you can do that every single time. But uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I had something else I was going to say. I forgot. Horns down. Make it your horns down. <laughs> Riveting stuff by Joey Clark. Anyway, Thank you. I, I do don't don't these teams have the opportunity if they went out to play each other in the championship? No, I don't think that's gonna happen, but it could happen. It's happened once before. Not last year, the year before. The Big Twelve Championship? Yeah, the Big Twelve Championship. I don't think so right now. I think Maybe Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, else. Oklahoma State's going to get in there. I think they're the favorite right now, at least. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like they're going to win it either. Like I don't. Like I'm not even going to do that. But yeah, I, Oklahoma uh, State can win out, but they're not going to the Final Four unless other teams collapse around them. Really? Oh, no. 
Yeah, we'll really. See. At least we'll for see. right we'll now. See. Like, we'll see. As, we'll see. as of week seven, we're going into week seven, by the way. Let that one sink in. It's insane. Week yeah. seven, and then some teams haven't even started their week one. So we'll, we'll get, maybe we'll get like a little. Yeah. Big we're not going to get extra football. But yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have these games come up where it's like, oh man, we're already doing an hour and a half podcast, and we don't even have two Power Five conferences. And I need a freaking late game from the Pac-12. Where the fuck are you, Pac-12? That's yeah, what we're the, missing tonight. That's what we are missing tonight. I'm I'm tired of not seeing Oregon play at like nine o'clock. Yeah, their game finishing at two o'clock and just being hammered. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. Where's your Saturday night going if you're a Virginia Tech fan or a North Carolina fan? North Carolina squeezes its way uh, into the top five after a cool, cool 56-45 to 45 victory over Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech started to come back there a little bit. I told you Virginia Tech um, was good. They're missing, I, I want to say, like five or 15 players. I heard something like that due to COVID. And, um, you know, North Carolina looking good. Not saying they would have won uh, if they had those players, but Virginia Tech, something to be reckoned with in the ACC. North Carolina, also something to be reckoned with. They're rolling. Yeah, I, um, they came out and said that Virginia Tech, before the game, were missing 15 players due to COVID. I saw that, and I went and hammered North Carolina minus three, and I was feeling good for most of the game, and at the end of it, I started sweating a little bit. Virginia Tech made it, made it a game. They did pretty good. Um, I, I really thought – I mean, it's it's crazy that this – that they scored so many points in this game, but this shows you just – again, it proves the point that I've been saying this entire time, that these defenses aren't ready to play football this year. Um, and I I think I'm just going to bet every single over in every single game from here on out. I mean, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of the safe option at this point. Like, bet the over. I mean, especially when Florida's playing, any game Florida plays – Bet the over. But, no, I really mm-hmm. like this North Carolina team. But, sh- yeah, shout-out to Virginia Tech for playing them as strong as they did. But this North Carolina team is a fun team to watch. They're, they're, high, they're a high-powered offense. They early, especially in the offseason, were touted to be a really talented team. One, Sam Howell, he's a freshman of the year in the ACC. He was a guy that originally was going to go to Florida State. Opted Stop to go saying to that. State. But the uh, but Mac, <laughs> Mac but Mac Brown, no Mac Brown, a guy who was originally at UNC, he's a solid recruiter. UNC has a solid class coming in. I like the future of UNC, and I like UNC right now. That's his. That's his thing. That's every time he brings up Sam, Sam Howe, he's supposed to go to Florida State. <laughs> it's he's supposed to. It, it never fails. Will, Willie like Taggart's a- masterpiece: losing Sam Howe. <laughs> Just to <laughs> rub it in your fucking face, Joey. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, if Sam Howell's at Florida State, Willie Taggart would probably still be the head coach of to Florida be State. Fair, no, that's what I always say about Jim McElwain and Will Greer. I would still like to have seen Will Greer. Well, but then he don't get Dan Mullen. I don't care. We might get a high Dan Mullen's going Greer. to the Cowboys. Dan Mullen's not going to – I mean, no. Dan he Mullen's my favorite – He's my favorite Florida coach. You think he's going to – with Dak with Dak out now with an ankle, with that sideways Lego-looking ankle? He'll be back next year. All right. Anyway. Dan Mullen and his head coach. All right. Staying in the ACC, um, Florida State put up a valiant fight against uh, Notre Dame and uh, covered. Look at that. Yep. They covered. Got lucky, yeah. but they covered. 
So yeah, I don't have much to say about Notre Dame at all. Other, I, well, I do. I mean, other than I like Notre Dame, Joey, I'm not going to shit on Florida State as much as, much as I've already have. Just mm-hmm. it was a predictable win. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat some crow here because I I said that you know back the Brinks truck up. You're going to get money on this game if you bet the cover, if you bet the over, whatever. And I think they went over. They did go. Yeah, well, the, the over was easy. Um, yeah. I mean, how they scored 68 points. I think the over was 50 something, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I, um, I, I gave, I told gave this as my lock to you guys. I did not bet that I bet Florida state and I did not do that because I wanted to be a, a liar. And I did that because I wanted a reason to stay interested in this game up until the end. And for the first time in a long time, when FSU plays a ranked opponent, there was a reason besides just what the spread is saying shit at the end. Um, everyone, I've been hearing a lot of Jordan Travis. Look at the Rays go. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of Jordan Travis hype, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I think he's fine. I think you can win football games with him, but he's got to stay healthy. I mean, hell, he got hurt at the end of this game. The reason he was probably not named starter at the start of the season because he wasn't healthy in camp. The bigger thing about this game I liked was that Tamarian Terry actually played like he was supposed to. I mean, that was the best game he's played at FSU his entire career. And apparently for uh, preseason and the first couple weeks of the season, he wasn't working as hard as he should have. And he had to sit down with the coaches. And now he, the last two games, he's been awesome. So if he keeps that up, that, I think that's more important than the quarterback play because he's just an automatic whatever. Mm-hmm. At 70-yard touchdown, at least one a game. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it was a good effort by them. They covered. They got lucky with the turnovers, but still. Scary Terry looked really good in this game. Um, and Jordan Travis, to me, you know, for a young quarterback starting his first game, right? This first game he started, started. So I think he looked good too. He almost had 100 yards carrying the ball and then he had 200 yards passing. So he's just an athlete, really. And uh, he's just got to hone in those, those quarterback skills, you know, maybe stay in the pocket and try and yeah. find Terry a little bit more. And the thing is, he, they we're going to have to put up with that how bad this defense is you want to talk about the mayor switzerland that is what we got going on coaching fsu's defense right now it is terrible they <laughs> are the players are, thank you <laughs> the player it scared the shit out of me the players that was are, way too loud that, my ears i hope anyone listening to this podcast is heading to the er after that one that was yeah. rough the defense is just terrible. They they gotta have a, they gotta recruit new players. These players just can't play. I don't know what the deal is. Um, they don't put up any effort. The linemen get blocked and they never shed blocks. Linebackers don't know how to play, make plays or take angles. And then there's no pass rush. So when you got good corners, it doesn't matter because when you got no pressure on the quarterback, the wide receivers can get open eventually. It's sad to watch. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with similar issues, but FSU actually uh, looked a lot better than they have in a while to me in this game, especially given who they're playing. And then early on the defense forced that fumble and you were, you got a little excited, you know? So uh, that was fun to watch after the first quarter, they were leading. I don't know. It was, it was nice to see Florida state actually playing some football. Um, even though Notre, Notre Dame actually overcame it. Now Notre Dame, you got to play a little bit better than that. Cause, cause you go and play Clemson and you get down in the first and second quarter, you're not going to come back. So I don't That's know. I'm starting to believe in Notre Dame a little bit more than I did at the beginning of the season. But. Yeah, no, they're good. But I, I think you got to stay with teams who are, you know, a lower caliber, a lower caliber than you. Um, obviously, in the second quarter, they came in and put up 21. So 
We'll see. I don't know who they play next week. We'll get to that one. This is so off topic. I just saw like a picture of uh, of Joe Biden. It was like Biden for resident. It's a picture of him in an old folks home. Ha. Here, Robert. All right. Okay. Just came. No just came action on that. I don't know. We're not. We don't. I don't want to talk. We don't. We don't do politics on this podcast. We don't do it's politics just, on this one. But uh, yeah, I mean, he probably does qualify. <laughs> like, if we're being serious, he he probably should should end up in some sort of home, unless you got him on cocaine. If you got him on cocaine, he appears to do quite well. He's getting a lot of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, biggest game of last week. Miami uh, and Clemson didn't turn out to be that big. Clemson ran away with it. They proved why they're the number one team in the nation. Ah, uh, that I'm was taking a drink on this one. Uh, and you know what? It, it it was easy money. I just wanted to believe that Miami would put up a bigger, a better fight than this. But they just looked like they were outgunned and outnumbered the whole game. The whole game. Yeah, I um, I think pretty much everyone I talked to and everyone outside of Miami kind of expected this I don't I didn't I skipped through what y'all said about this game sorry <laughs> but I, uh, I knew I that don't. Clemson was gonna win but I picked the Miami upset anyway see yeah I Shouldn't don't know. Have done Miami just done. doesn't seem like they're ever gonna be back with the national relevant like or you know, like social media and everything like that they're a private school they're a small school they're never gonna have the fan base of a Florida State or Florida hell even a USF and a UCF just because they're so small their, their stadium is not located in the city of Miami, and it's like a 30-minute drive from campus. So you're never going to have student engagement while they're there. I don't know. It's going to be really tough for Miami to ever get back, and I expect them to go into a tailspin after this just because that's what Miami does. It is a shame because if anyone's – if you, I'm sure you guys have seen the U documentary. They need to go back to that – state of Miami recruiting process because the state because Miami has such a hotbed of talent but they go somewhere else some of them decide to stay and they do produce some good draft picks but it's not enough to be able to produce a national championship caliber team they were almost there with Mark Rick what four years ago and then they lose to Pittsburgh fucking Pittsburgh fucking Pittsburgh I was pissed I'm not even a Miami fan but even I was pissed yeah they were undefeated up until that point I know that I was so mad when they lost to a four win Pittsburgh for no reason. I was just mad. Uh, I felt teased, but no, I, I think Miami does have a long way to go. Like Joey just said, and I, I, I wanted them to play better than they did against Clemson. I, I, I had them losing, but Clemson handled them really easily. It was a sloppy game. Uh, I think Miami can win most of their games from here on out, probably the rest of their games from here on out, but I, I, I'm with Joey in the fact that they need more than what they have. Yeah, I think Miami could win out. Um, you know, you got that Virginia Tech game looming. But looking at their schedule, I don't see why they couldn't. Um, it just shows you how, how far ahead everyone else uh, Clemson is, in my opinion. I mean, I know, tra- I Travis I Etienne know. looks so good. He Like, like we got to talk about Etienne. Etienne looks like the best running back in the nation, maybe aside from Najee Harris. Nice. And even then, even then, he, he might be the best running back in the nation. I'm still I'm – not, I'm not totally sold on the Clemson's just that much better than everyone else argument. I, I, I think this could have a lot more to say about Miami than Clemson at the end of the season, but time will tell. 
Time will tell. Time urges on. Oh, son of a bitch. I done egged out everything. Well, <laughs> podcast <laughs> is over, folks. <laughs> well, that's how much effort we're putting in here this week. All right, never mind. We got it back, but we lost all the spreads. Oh, no. Okay. Coming up this week, uh, Friday, we got an exciting SMU at Tulane match. Um, I don't, you know, SMU is looking like a well-oiled machine. We're also a pro Pony Express podcast. Uh, SMU's got a, a minus six and a half spread via ESPN. I'd take that. I'll go SMU. I, you know, Tulane's looking good, but SMU's looking battle. They're looking battle. All right. Anyone else? Any take? I'm not touching on money, but I'd take SMU. Not touching it with money. I won't touch it with money hey, either. I love SMU. I love SMU. I, I'm, they're they're my favorite non Power Five school, Group of Five school. I love SMU. Okay, now check this out. Another Friday night matchup. So we got a good, we got a, a couple, you know, games. If uh, they tickle your fancy on Friday night, we got BYU at Houston. Houston playing its second game of the season after looking really good in that Tulane game, knocking them off. BYU only a five and a half uh, point favorite. I'm gonna use the juju of Rhett Riley here. Rhett Riley. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing him up every podcast just because they keep winning. But uh, he's my girlfriend's brother-in-law. He's a, he's like a fourth string quarterback, but he, he's a damn good kid. And he's the reason why these guys keep winning. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I'm just joking. I like this guy already. I, I like all moments. He, he's got the spirit of young in him. I'm taking Houston plus five. What? Are you kidding me? You're taking Houston this game? Yeah. Dude, dude, BYU is kicking ass this year, though. Yeah, we don't know much about Houston, though. Dana Holgerson's pissed off. He wants to play some football. I like Dana Holgerson a lot, and I can see him coming out and just having I thought you said you hated Dana Holgerson. Him in the ball with the visor? Oh, yeah, they're going to be working some magic. I did not say that. I've always been a Daniel Holgerson guy. Look, I'm not going to make this my lock of the week, but I'm taking BYU here. BYU is playing exceptional football this year, but Houston is looking – they looked really good at their first game after not being able to play after three or four postponed games. So it's kind of up in the air, and this is one of the best teams BYU is going to play all year. So if BYU just – completely obliterates them, then they're going undefeated the rest of this season. BYU is one of those teams that does the thing where they start off really hot in the season, then they lose one game, and then it's all over. It's a Miami. They pull a Miami. I think this could be it. This could be the start of the end. Not so fast, my friend. They're winning this game. It's minus five and a half. I got it. I got control of sound. You guys need to get a soundboard so you can have control of soundboard one of these days. Uh, Robert, I'm going to let you know that there's zero chance in the world I will ever have a soundboard. (laughs) That's why I'm the producer. Let's go. All right. Um, Moving on. Clemson at Georgia Tech. I'm taking Clemson. uh, Even though Georgia Tech's uh, Sims looking looking all right, there's just no chance. Uh, Clemson minus 27. Yeah, um, I see see Georgia Tech giving, like, they're, like, 
going to get like non-consensual sex on this one. Like they're going to turn mm. around, shorts pulled <laughs> down, know. and Clemson's going to have their way. No, no. I disagree with that. Yeah. I think Georgia Tech's going to get murdered. Throw it into a grinder, their body's going to be chipped up and then thrown into the bay. And then fed the Tigers. And then fed the Tigers. <laughs> Me tug dog, yeah. And then... uh, <laughs> <laughs> so is this your lock? Is this, are you going to make this one of your locks? No. <laughs> Tempting, but no. I'm not going to make it one of my locks either. I, I think Clemson's going to blow them out. I don't know, about 27, though. All right. Cincinnati at uh, Tulsa. And Tulsa pulled the upset against UCF this, uh, this last week, not this past week, but the week before. Um, and Tulsa's not looking bad. Um, they're one and one Cincinnati, number eight in the nation. And usually that's about as high as Cincinnati go. <laughs> so uh, it's minus three. Um, Is that crazy? That's crazy, right? It's only minus three. Yeah, that yeah. is crazy. But Tulsa, but Tulsa's good this year. Yeah, that's why it's minus three. That's why it's minus three. they're giving Tulsa so much love. But Cincinnati is a good team. They're ranked eighth in the nation. The only reason I think that the only way that Tulsa covers is if they really are that serious. So in the meantime, I really love Cincy enough to where go ahead and get that lock ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, when I mean, you, when I'm you gonna, do superhero motions, I can't really tell when to lock it up. I, I I'm gonna lock this one up too, but it seems like a sucker bet. It seems like they're telling you, "Hey, Cincinnati's number eight in the nation. They're only a three point favorite. You got to take that, right?" It seems yeah. like they want you to take that, which it almost makes me want to lock up Tulsa. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. I gotta lock up Cincinnati. They gotta win. I mean, they gotta go next round. All right, this, yeah, three is such a small margin that you, you'd think that being as good as they are this year, they'd cover. Since you guys locked it up, I'm going to go and lock it up. Cincinnati, for my girlfriend, up in Cincinnati. Yep. We're locking it up. We're all three locked up on the Bearcats. The Bearcats. The Bearcats. All right. Going on to uh, another noon game, Pittsburgh at Miami. Does Miami come off of that Clemson loss, um, sad puppy dogs, or or do they show some resilience and face adversity and clap Pittsburgh? I think they clap Pittsburgh. Um, Miami's minus 10 and a half. I got to win in this game. I could make it a lock, but I'm not going to. Um, no way I'm making this a lock, but – this is an interesting game for sure because I think Pittsburgh lost last week. Uh, yep, Boston College I, in overtime. Boston College. Yes, yeah, so Pittsburgh lost last week, which they shouldn't have lost that ball game, by the way. Miami went off a tough loss against Clemson. I no, yeah, definitely don't want to lock this in at all. I'm almost hesitant to take Pittsburgh in a way. Like a party is just gravitating towards Pittsburgh that they will rebound hard. Although I think Miami will win the ball game. A part of me thinks that uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh could cover. But this I, is I completely agree with you. I, I 100% agree with you, Davis. I, I just don't think Miami's going to come out firing because that's not what Miami does after a loss. Miami loses and loses three in a row. Oh, um, but I think they're just that much better than Pittsburgh. 
And I don't. I think Pittsburgh's the type of team that's gonna that's never gonna let you run away with it. They're gonna do ball control, kind of slow the game down. Um, I like Pittsburgh to cover, but Miami to win. Ten and a half points. I'm not locking it up either, though. Not gonna lock it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't lock it that one. I can't. I just can't do it. I just can't. All right. Um, onward. We got Auburn versus South Carolina. Another noon game slot. Auburn uh, minus three favorites to win this ball game. And you know what? Um, I'm gonna go South Carolina. I think it's at South Carolina. I don't like how Auburn played against Arkansas last week. Um, I'm feeling a fighting must champ win. Uh, South Carolina don't I wouldn't say they have the best defense out there, but they're not the worst either. So they might force Bo Nix to make some mistakes, which he's prone to do. He's he's mistake Bo. And and uh, that's my name I'm giving him for this season right now, since he spiked the ball backwards after fumbling it and has thrown a couple of terrible picks. Mistake, mistake Bo. Um there it is. Uh, just like yeah, Sleepy, I think, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, I got South Carolina. I don't know what else to say. I, I'm with you. I like South Carolina to win this game. Um, I I think they're a lot better than I gave them credit for at the beginning of the season. I'm going to take an L on that already. Uh, and I just – Auburn hasn't looked good. They've slept walk through a couple games, and I just think they, they come out and lose this one. I just don't – doesn't seem like they're that good. It seems like they're super overrated. And I was one of the people overrating them. I thought they were a lot better than they are. Me too. I super overrated Auburn this year. And uh, I don't apologize because, you know, last year they were looking great. And I I just don't know what happened. They lost a lot of guys on defense. They're looking small and they get pushed around in the trenches. I don't like that kind of football. So I can't can't be picking them anymore. And then especially after last week. Uh, Just a heads up, my laptop battery a little low on me. So, but uh, I do want to get my – so we're talking about South Carolina and Auburn. I like Auburn rebound. I do. I, I Not really much to offer other than that, but I do like Auburn rebound. But Bo Nix needs to be a second-half quarterback or a first-half quarterback, not just a second-half quarterback. All right. So no locks. No locks bared on that game. That's fine. Okay. Um, next, next big game coming up, Louisville travels to Notre Dame. That the explosive JV and Hawkins maybe can run a little bit on Notre Dame. We'll see. By the way, FSU had never seen a counter play in its life. Notre Dame exploited that play like it when was. You don't have linebackers that can play, Robert. Then they, how are you expect them to read counter plays? Well, you don't like even if you're a bad linebacker. You, as a linebacker, you, you know you make the read, you follow the guards, you fill the gaps. That's what you have to do. You're using logic, Robert. There's no logic when it comes to FSU's defense. <laughs> well, look, look. I'm not saying I'm not saying you have a good defense, but what I'm saying is when they score, I think they scored on a counter maybe three times, and yeah. two of them were long, long runs. And I was so fucking tired of listening to Tony Dungy talk about, oh, I would just run the counter play. That, that was that play. That, that was that <laughs> counter again. <laughs> He said, uh, guess what play that was, Brad? <laughs> that was that counter once again. <laughs> I I love oh, listening no. to it. And then our friends texting about it is like they'd never seen a counter before their life. And they were right. Like I don't I don't know what else to say except for I was taught in high school as a linebacker 
how to defend against the counter. Could I recite it to you now? No, but it's something that is taught. It's the pulling guards. The pulling you follow guards. the pulling guards, and you got to fill those gaps. These gaps were wider than uh, wider your than grandmother's pussy. Wider than your grandmother's pussy. You heard it here first. <laughs> On that note, Notre Dame's going to win this ball game. They're going to win wider than your grandmother's pussy. Yeah, I'm going to lock it up. I'm going to lock it up wider than grandmother's pussy. It's going to be minus 17. That's too low. That's too low for me. Uh, I, think they yeah. hold, I think they hold Louisville on defense, and then they just outrageously outscore them on offense. Yeah, I almost wanted to lock up the over, but I'm just going to lock up Notre Dame minus 17. Louisville is a bag of trash, and I cannot wait for FSU to play Louisville. I was – I'm, I'm officially – I'm officially jumping off the Scott Satterfield train. He's trash. He's a bad coach. This team stinks. This Louisville team is absolutely terrible. Their defense is worse than FSU's defense, I think. Uh, Louisville – or Notre Dame minus 17 – I, I'm going to bet the over two, but I'm not going to lock up the over. But you did lock up the 17. Notre Dame minus 17. It's a lock. I think this is your second lock. I'm not sure. All right. It um, is. Second lock. Second lock. All right. And uh, brought to you by your neighborhood league chiropractor. We got your West Virginia and Kansas game. Uh, Kansas travels to West Virginia. West Virginia wins this one easy. I don't know if I'm going to spin a lock on the minus 22. I got West Virginia wins this ball game though. Yeah, I mean, I might just take Kansas plus 22 and a half just because there's so many points. But I'm not, uh, not going to touch it. Yeah. So, less, less miles out with Kobe, by the way. Keep in mind, I don't, they're not going to have him for this ball game. Oh, uh, uh, who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does not matter <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that can't, uh, uh, not Kansas. Uh, West Virginia is going to win really big in this one to where I'm going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and. Uh... Wow, you're spinning a lock on Kansas. You're going to spin a lock on Kansas, well, West Virginia. Virginia. You know, Virginia. I'm not going to sit here and ju- I'm not going to sit here and judge your locks. They're your locks. You can do what you want with them. Hey, you know what? When you're a gambler, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not, actually, I don't even gamble that. It's just but, my job to lock it up. I don't. I'm not going to judge your locks. I. I mean, I can't. I should judge your locks, but don't lock discriminate. Uh, yeah, we're we're we don't lock discriminate around here. Okay, um, onward. Uh, we got a red hot Ole Miss. They they're about to throw a temper tantrum uh, because they lost that Alabama game and they were so close. But they're playing Arkansas this week at Arkansas. It, it's liable to be a good game, boys. And I'll tell you what, I got Ole Miss winning this game. Arkansas's favorite to win this game in the matchup predictor on ESPN. Bunch of Arkansas fans hopping on here and voting, I guess. Um, Ole Miss's favorite, minus three. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I'll, no, actually, I'll take that. Not going to lock it up. I'm going to take it, though. This is going to be a fun game, but I also think that this is – I think that Ole Miss losing to Alabama was kind of like their motivation to continue to play well offensively. Uh, Arkansas, I don't really know exactly what their defense is like enough. Um, I do know that they really don't have the strongest offense in the whole wide world. So I think I think Ole Miss is going to outscore Arkansas like crazy. I really like this ball game. And you say we have three locks, right? Three locks. Trace Lacos. Mm. Then how about we go ahead and burn number three? 
Wow. Yeah, I, I like, love Ole Miss. Like Ole Miss I like Ole Miss so far. So. I like Ole Miss too. Um, you know what? It would, it would be my fourth lock if I didn't. Ha- yeah, if I didn't have a my other lock already picked out, um, Ole Miss would be my fourth lock. You want I'm a bonus lock? House. We'll give you a bonus lock this week if you want. I don't a bonus want a bonus lock. lock. I'm not asking for bonus. My next lock's a bit so interesting that I don't need a bonus lock. I just, I, I just sit here. And I offer bonus locks to people, and they just don't take them. That I just, it's I just not don't. I just not. <laughs> what kind of I show is this? You can't have a bonus lock. I think we should allow like one bonus lock a year, like the one where it's like I feel too. Uh, well, this isn't it then. <laughs> no, no, no this is not one bonus lock a year. All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that one bonus lock a year. All right, all right. It has to be like a sponsored lock too. Like this is like I'm gonna see how many bonus locks I can get in in one year without you guys realizing that I've already used my bonus lock. Gotta go out and get some sponsors then. Shit. All right. All right. Uppercuts uh, lawn service. Yeah, uppercuts lawn service is our only sponsor. Hate it. Okay. Um (laughs) hate them. Hadn't cut my lawn in months. (laughs) Not even a real not even a real sponsor. Uh and we got knockoff <laughs> fleshlights. That's about it. That's all our sponsors <laughs> consist of at this moment. Anyway, Only fans. Um, we haven't even started that, so you can't even look at my butt. <laughs> all right. Um, Florida LSU, there's no money line. There's no over-under. There's no spread right now because five players on Florida's team have tested positive for COVID-19 after those dirty, dirty Texas Aggie students have sat there and spit and yelled all over our players. And it's not fair. We might not play this week. So if, if they do play, if they do play, both teams are hopping mad that they lost to Missouri and Texas A&M respectively. Texas A&M is a better loss than Missouri. I'm taking Florida at home if they do play this game. If not, don't be surprised. It's probably postponed and rescheduled due to COVID-related issues. Uh, uh, I, I hope not. Uh, it's, it's a bad situation, especially when your head coach is over here trying to get the stadium to be packed out. But I mean, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> look, I don't care. Like, it's fine if they're going to be packed out. Just, like, separate them, go up a little bit. Don't have them right by the players as long as they're away from the players. I don't know. Everyone is screaming at the game, just projecting the, game, the COVID to the field. Just, ah. I'm not worried about how many fans are in the stands. I'm more worried about the game actually being played. And so if the game is played, Florida's going to win this ball game. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think this game's going to be played at all. But if it is, take the over. What, as long as it – I mean, if it's an 85, take the over. So Yeah, no, take the over. Uh, and – Hopefully they'd put the overload. Uh, supposedly Florida should get Kyrie Campbell back this week, which would offer some uh, hefty, hefty, hefties up on the D line and allow Florida to have some bigger guys at, there at D end because Kyrie would uh, he would probably play nose tackle if I had to guess, but you never know. You never know. Um, they're reevaluating their personnel on defense. So yeah, won't spend too much time on this game because it's most likely going to get postponed. All right. Uh, Duke versus NC State. 
Who what cares? do you say? What do you say, ACC correspondent? Who cares? I heard you. That's what I say. <laughs> um, NC State's way better. NC State's got a decent little thing going on. They got yeah, a yeah. quarterback. Did you get to watch that game at all? I didn't get to watch it, but I looked because I did not pick NC State. I thought they were going to lose outright. Um, who did they even play last week? I can't remember, but they looked pretty good, and that, that game's looking tougher and tougher. Um for FSU. They played Virginia uh, I, I, and they, they went and beat Virginia. They last absolutely destroyed Virginia, right? Uh, it was 38-31, so not really destroyed, but oh, maybe okay. maybe I, I didn't watch it, so I'm saying maybe they jumped out and Virginia kind of came back. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it either. I just kind of saw that. I saw the highlights of that quarterback, and he looks good. Um, I don't know his name. I just know he looks good. Is so, it Russell uh, Wilson? I'm taking... No. <laughs> his little brother. No, I'm, I'm taking... I'm taking North Carolina State big. Um, they're going to cover that minus four and a half by a lot, I think. I'm low. I'm, I, I think Duke stinks. Duke's trash. Yeah, Duke was not looking good. Um, Chase Price fumbling the ball. Fumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Go ahead, Davis. Yeah, Duke winless. NC State looking good. NC State. Looks like Duke's got to win. They beat did Syracuse. They, they beat Syracuse last week. They did beat Syracuse. They I don't know how. I don't know how, but they, they did. did. They did beat Syracuse last week. Yep. Oh, first win then. Mm-hmm. Still, I don't, that doesn't change my mind. Does not change anything. Who cares? Who cares? Pick of the week. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take NC State. NC State looks like they're rolling, dude. Like, I, I'm not looking. I'm gonna look forward to the Florida State NC State game because that actually might be a good game to watch here coming up soon. Because uh, Florida State's getting better. NC State looks like they are a good team in the ACC. So, yeah. Okay. Onward. Uh, We got Mississippi State taking on Texas A&M. And, you know, after Mississippi State putting up those two points against Kentucky and Texas A&M, you know, being so physical and beating Florida last week, I got to take Texas A&M here. But I will say maybe this is the week that Mississippi State's air raid offense comes back and makes, you know, throws up a few touchdowns because, because their their secondary is wide open. Texas A&M secondary, not very good at all. Uh, you know, comparable to Florida LSU and the like of the SEC this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I actually like the under in this game because I don't think that it's going to work out. I don't think, I, I just think the air raids look so bad. And then you have a quarterback come out and throw four picks. Uh, last week, I, I don't know how he responds from that and how Mike Leach responds from that. Um, like I said, I think it's going to take him time. I'd take the under just because Texas a and not an over team. Like, I, I know what happened last time. I think that was less about A&M, more about uh, Florida's defense. Kellen Mond stinks. So that, that's my bet. That's my pick in this game, the under, 54. You know, I could see that uh, happening too. I, I don't disagree with you. Nah, yeah. Um, I, I, I think I like Texas A&M. I think, I think like Joey, it. you picked Texas A&M, right? But you're, you're just going with the under. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked Texas A&M for sure, but I'm, I'm more confident in the under than I am with that. I just don't think it's going to be a very good game. I wouldn't want to watch it. No, yeah. I, I, I don't think A&M's all. that good. Sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I think, think Joey's kind of like trying to trash on Florida right now. No, I don't. I don't think he is. I, I, because because Texas A and M, you know, 
they looked all right against Alabama. I, I don't think they're exceptionally like great. I think Florida had a plan there in the second half. They knew that they weren't stopping them. And then they, they just lost the game on that fumble. And yeah, the defense should have stopped them. Uh, but Florida's defense just looking atrocious. So that was the nature of that game. If you go in game planning for this game, I think Texas a is just the more physical team. I think they run the ball. I don't think Mississippi State's going to stop them. And I think, you know, Texas A&M doesn't give Mississippi State the amount of possessions they need to outscore them in this game. I think Texas A&M has just looked decent against bad defenses. Like, I don't, I don't think Alabama's defense is that good, even though they didn't look great in that game. They looked all right. And then they looked really good against Florida's defense, which is really bad right now. Mm-hmm. I just, I just. I think the jury's still out. I think I think we got to sit there and wait um, because I think it's a ebb and flow kind of deal. I think Texas A&M can be good, and then they can shit the bed like the like the seventeen and twelve victory over Vandy. I I keep coming back to that. That's like their low right now, and then their high right now is is beating Florida, and that's that's the yeah. best I've seen Texas A&M play in a minute, to be honest. Yeah, we'll see how they do. I, I, I do expect them to win this game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Virginia coming off that loss to NC State, who we talked about playing Wake Forest. I don't keep up with either of these teams. Um, you know, if yeah, you're Virginia hold- probably should win, but whatever. They should. If you're holding my teeth, I, I got to pick Virginia. They're two and a half, uh, two and a half, minus two and a half points favorites. Um, I'm going to take Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. North Carolina. Bryce Perkins is starting that game for Virginia. I heard. At Florida State. Yeah, Bryce Perkins is starting. <laughs> Be careful. They they brought they brought him down from the Rams. <laughs> he, he said he doesn't want to he doesn't want to play for Sean McVay anymore. He's gonna take he's gonna opt back in to the season. He's gonna opt out of the draft that he already got drafted in. He's gonna opt back in. After exhausting all five years of eligibility. Why you gotta fuck with me? It's like I go to law school. <laughs> I'm not an ESPN analyst like Davis here, and I, I don't get paid for this. That's why no, we're that's why we're starter. able to that's why we're able to put videos on on us talking over ESPN clips because we don't get any money for this. Once we start getting money, we'll still not be getting any money either. So don't even come at me like that. That's right. Uh, okay. I done said it. Anyways, you mentioned North Carolina. Something. Um, no. <laughs> Something. Yeah. yeah. Was that? Is this yeah. a college football podcast? Yeah, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just. Who are they playing? Some team. Uh, some racist team with an Indian as their logo. <laughs> uh, excuse you, sir. Excuse you, sir. The Seminole Indian Tribe approves of the name. The Seminole Indian Tribe proudly endorses the Florida State University, which they do. Which, which they, do. they probably don't endorse the football team anymore because they stink. Uh, no, but this game, uh, it's it's going to be a high-scoring game, I, I expect, because I don't think North Carolina's defense is very good like anyone else's. Um, FSU's defense is obviously trash, and I think it's going to be points, points, and points. FSU won't keep up. They'll lose. They probably will lose by multiple scores. Uh, I don't know if I'd take the 13 and a half just because I don't think North Carolina is as good as Notre Dame. Um, so I think FSU keeps it that much closer. But, I, yeah, I just don't think they're going to be as consistent. And I think North Carolina's defense will actually probably get a stop or two. What I do love, and this is my lock, not just the over, it's 63 and a half. 
I'm taking an adjusted over. Mm. Can't take it at 71. It's going to be two to one money. And that's what I'm taking the over at at 71 for two to one odds. That's a lot. It's locked up. Is that is that Bovada? Is that their uh Yeah, I mean you can do that anywhere you bet, but yeah, they'll give you adjusted overs and seventy one and a half. I love it. All that takes is thirty five, thirty six, you're at seventy one. I think I'm... it's gonna be a I think it'd be it's gonna be like a forty five to thirty eight type game. Yeah, I would I was gonna take the over too. I think I'll take the over on this game. I got I got North Carolina winning it. Um but I will say, even as a Gator fan, I would love to see Florida State come out and win this ball game. So I'm going to be rooting hard for Florida State because I think North Carolina might get complacent with that top five ranking. I don't think they're top it's also five. The, it's also the second straight week that FSU played the, the number five team in the nation. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Um, I don't like them there. I don't like – I think Notre Dame was a better top five team, and FSU handled them, you know, well – I would, I would say, I, I don't know. I think North Carolina wins it. I would love to see FSU win the game. Part of the reason I think it's a lot closer than it is, it's that is, it's Jordan Travis. I mean, hell, if he starts, I don't, it's not even a for sure thing that he's going to start yet. It sounds like he is. Um, if he stays healthy and plays the entire game, it's his second start. Uh, and Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham are learning how to call plays for Jordan Travis. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why you saw the offense get better in the Notre Dame game, that's the best I've seen our offense look in forever. So I think they're going to figure that out and they're going to score some points and they're going to keep it interesting at least. Yeah, Mike Norville is a great coach. I don't. I have faith that he will come up with some we don't sort know of that. He plan. started James Blackman twice. Well, you know, that's a bad call. Obviously a bad call. Don't know if that's more of a team thing than a, than a Mike Norville thing also. But I'm looking forward to watching this game. It's at 7.30, so night game in Doe Campbell, depending on how the fans, how, how drunk the FSU students are, um, could be uh, ruckus in Doe Campbell, as, like it always is. All right. Um, your little nothing pick, because uh, they're undefeated, and I told you guys to watch out for the thundering herd of Marshall with Dallas Baker, the touchdown maker, as their wide receivers coach. They're minus 13.5-point favorites against Louisiana Tech. I got Marshall in a big way. Not going to lock it up because it's Marshall, but I got uh, Marshall in this game. No, Marshall is actually a very talented football team this year. When was the last time they played, by the way? It feels like, it feels like it's been forever since Marshall has last played a football game. I think they played last week, but I'm not sure. Uh, they played Western Kentucky. Yeah, last week. Okay, so and it's just I hadn't heard from them in a while, but they're undefeated, right? They're a yeah. good team. Yeah, 3-0. They're a good football team. They have an extremely talented young quarterback. And again, when you had when you add a Gator great Dallas Baker, the touchdown maker in the mix. That's what I said. That's just it's exactly what I said. I know, I know. You just said it, and I had to reiterate because mm-hmm. that's how much I am influenced by this team right now. Oh. Gotta go with Marshall. We <laughs> are. Right. Well, that's sad. sure. Yeah, sure. He's he doesn't. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> He's got to be up too early. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Boston College at Virginia Tech, uh, 8 p.m. on the ACC Network. You're probably not going to watch this game unless you got three screens, um, uh, but that's fine. Not uh, even you got three screens. Boston College plus 11 and a half. Love that pick. Virginia Tech overrated. Boston College, new coach. He's actually doing pretty decent. Don't know his name, but I like him. Hmm. Bruh. 
I got Virginia Tech winning this game. I picked them last week. I hope they get – if I had known they had 15 players out with COVID, I would have picked North Carolina last week. But I like Virginia Tech in this game. They're at home. Hopefully they get some of those guys back. Still don't know, but I'm going I'm going Virginia Tech. Super overrated. I'm mm-hmm. going Virginia Tech, too. Virginia Tech. We're the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Eventually, I'm passing out. We got one game. We got one game. This is the last game. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make it count. All right. We got the Georgia Bulldogs at Alabama. Did Joey – Joey just left on us. What? What? That must have been an accident. That must have been an accident. Oh, there he is. He's back. There he is. (laughs) Definitely just kicked me out because I hit my AirPods. And I was like, oh, you want to pause that? Damn. All right. Well, as I was saying, we got Georgia at Alabama. This is quite possibly the game of the college football regular season. Uh, You got number two versus number three. You know, it's Georgia, Alabama, and they don't play that often. So they didn't get get drawn in in the preseason. This was already determined as a scheduling thing every other uh, five years or so. Alabama's favorite minus six here, and the over under is at fifty seven. So this, uh, first off, I just want to say, side note, I love Stetson Bennett and the story he's been. He's been a really good quarterback. He's been a fun guy to watch, but he he's about to get a rude awakening. Alabama, he's about to get a rude awakening against Alabama. Uh, this Alabama team, though. Um, they're gonna they're gonna meet a tough matchup though against Georgia. I do want to think that Georgia is gonna play them really really tough, but I think that they're just gonna get overwhelmed by how talented Alabama is. I don't think you could be more wrong. I couldn't There's, agree with them more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I I I just you know. Y'all thought, y'all thought Texas was going to beat Oklahoma last week, so that's not look okay. look. Those teams play ten times. You're talking about they win five overtime game. Yeah, okay. yeah, they win in overtime. Look, and I'm not saying you're even crazy for saying Alabama's going to win. What I'm saying you're crazy uh, for is Stetson Bennett being afraid of this Alabama defense. It's not going to happen. Alabama's defense is not that good. Now, is Stetson Bennett as good as like Matt Corral or Kellen Mond? Probably not, but he's been playing excellent ball. Kellen Mond? You think he's better than Kellen Mond? Or not better than Kellen Mond? Not Kellen Kellen Mond against Florida. Not Kellen Mond against Florida last week. Kellen Mond uh, didn't throw a single uncatchable ball last week. He was on his P's and Q's. I think it's going to be a tough one. I think... Oh, dude, I don't even want to go. Go, go ahead, Joe. I, I don't even know. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, this I is mean, the same thing that happened last year with Alabama and LSU. Uh, LSU was all, like clearly the better team going into the game, and they favored Alabama by so much. I won a lot of money on that game because I put all my money on LSU to win the game outright, and they obviously did. And really, they should have won the game by multiple scores and two or through a crazy pass at the end of the game. It's the same game. It's the same game. So Georgia's defense is 10 times better than LSU's defense was last year. I think Mac Jones is exposed in this game, and he's kind of shown for what he is, a pretty average quarterback who's feasting on bad teams. 
And uh, Georgia's offense feasts on Alabama's uh, defense that we've watched and we criticized earlier in the spot, or at least I did. I just don't think they're that good. I think it could be a, a mismatch, honestly. Um, Najee Harris is going to get his. It's going to be a kind of close game, but I think Georgia wins by multiple scores. I'm going to bet a lot of money on Georgia here. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Georgia in this, and this is my last lock, so lock, I'm going to lock it up. I got Georgia winning the game. And so I'm looking at that minus, minus six. I think uh, I think you got Richard LeCount there. They're going to have him all over all over um, Waddle, J- Jalen Waddle. But Jalen Waddle's going to get out. He's going to have a touchdown. Not even not even going to deny that. Najee Smith's going to have a touchdown. Or Najee Harris is going to have a touchdown. Um, and maybe Devontae Smith's going to have a touchdown. But I think Georgia's – Offense is talented enough to score on the Alabama defense, and I think Georgia's defense is talented enough to hold Alabama to less points than their offense going to score. That's that's what I got in this game, and I'm not sure about the over under because I don't want to say it's going to be a high scoring game. And well, that's it's thing. Georgia's sitting there at 57, sitting there at 57. Yeah. Uh, that's, I take the that's under. rough. Uh, that's yeah. So I don't know. I'm not going to bet that because I like again, Georgia's defense is so good. They're the best defense in the country. I think it's by a large margin. Um, so I don't know. I think it's it, they're going to win the game. We're putting the they're shot on this one. Shot shot game. Davis, you, you have to take two shots. Yeah, you got to take two shots, Davy. And me and if Alabama wins, me yeah. and Robert will each take one. <laughs> so be it. So be, so be. He's, he's, this is the hill he dies on, the Alabama hill. And you know what? These teams could play each other again. So, I mean, most likely they will play each other again. Alabama is going to be the champion of the West. And if Georgia uh, keeps on going, we'll be the championship, champion of the East. They're going to be the champion of the East because if, if Florida's, if Florida can't beat them, I don't know. So, yeah, we'll have to get to there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not ready to say Florida's out of it yet because I want to see Florida with with their defensive lineman back because once Florida can stop the run, that's a whole that's a whole new whole new defense. That's a whole Davis new thing. Davis doesn't want to hear about this. He wants to go to bed. Yeah, Davis is gonna go to bed, and uh, we're all out of locks. We're all out of locks for you folks, and uh, catch us next week. Uh, thank you guys for staying up late doing the pod as always. Um, we're looking forward to watching some college football this week. And we, we got this pot out earlier this week. So you can go to your bookie and tell them you listen to college football extravaganza. And you got the bets that are, that, that are going to win because we got bets all over. We're rocking this. Tune in to Davis, ESPN Radio. Tune in to Joey in Ohio. And tune in to the Higher Frequency Podcast Network in college football extravaganza. The Big Ten correspondent. The new Big Ten correspondent. All right. Peace out. Have a good one.